near a crystal clear lake, on a dark and sinister street, in the last house on the left, there is a terror beyond imagining. Where a homicidal burn victim and an undead hockey aficionado hold court over an empire of cinematic horror. And in between them, three complete idiots. Together, they'll try to survive a self-inflicted evening of fear, while also trying, desperately, to avoid getting sued. Steve Trollinger. Guys, I know I've said this before, but I really mean it this time. I don't want to be here. Nick Brigadier. Actually, this is kind of how I was hoping I'd die. And Mike Russell. Hey, I've been struck by lightning and set on fire, and I've never got any superpowers. Trapped inside, surrounded by evil, low on beer. (laughs) Tonight, it's Freddy. Versus Jason. Versus the Song Topsy Report. A dissection is imperative. I threatened almost half a year ago to do this. See, put the gun down. And I not until not till the end of the episode, not till I'm sure you're staying for the whole thing. Okay, 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 okay. You're the boss, I, man. I threatened to do this half a year ago, and when I threaten, it's a promise. So it's more of a promise and not a threat. What a man. Yeah. <laughs> I threatened to do this another night at the movies. Not day, night at the movies. Woo. And as you can this tell, this ain't no day date, folks. Yeah. This, it's one of this, those night dates because Mike frequently takes his dates on day dates because <laughs> it's cheaper. <laughs> Mike's like, you can't spell dates without days. <laughs> it's cheaper because the matinees. <laughs> this is a full-on night at the movies. Hand in the popcorn. Oh, did we accidentally touch hands? Oh, was it planned? <laughs> Arm over the shoulder move. I don't know. It's dark out. But Steve, what podcast is this all happening on? It's happening on a special <laughs> Night at the Movies Halloween edition of the Song Topsy <gasps> Report, where we dissect bad, bizarre, and otherwise noteworthy and spooky music. Ah! I'm your current host, Steve Trollinger. I am Nick Brigadier. And I'm Mike Russell. And today, gentlemen, we're going to obviously cover two horror titans. I can't keep talking like that. My <laughs> voice is already going. <clears throat> horror titans. We are in the middle of a fight that has been raging since 1980-something or other. Well, do you want to... Are you counting Jason Goes to Hell the Final Friday where there's the first hint of a crossover? Or are we talking about the start of each franchise? They all exist, Nick, in different universes. The Final Nightmare... The Final Friday. A lot of finality for movies that have continued to spawn sequels. Exactly. And we're going to, we're plumps right dead center into two massive horror titans, and we're going to see how we fare, gentlemen. We're going to, you see, there used to be a time when horror movies 
movies in general, we discussed this the last day at the movies, but horror movies specifically, they used to have theme songs, guys. Hell yeah. They don't use them anymore. They use scores to underlie the, you know, the trepidatious and the fear that we should all think. Scoring. Exactly. (laughs) And sometimes it works. Like John Carpenter's The Thing. Like that, that like slow, steady two hour build of just like low thrumming sound, just sort of like gets you into that mood of being isolated and alone and cut off from the world. But, you know, these were made in the 80s. They're going to have kooky, funny theme songs. So you get hip-hop and shock rock. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Hip-hop and shock rock. You got to love it, man. A good old-fashioned theme song. But now, Steve, I know you're constructing this as like a versus match, but it's not the movies themselves that they were doing. It is specifically the theme songs from two of the myriad of sequels from the Nightmare on Elm Street series and the Friday the 13th series. Oh, yeah. I mean, given the sheer number of movies that were spawned, there were several instances where those movies got a theme song. Uh, the A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, had mm. a theme song it by did. a band called, uh, I don't know how to say it, Duken? Doken? Yeah, Doken. Uh, yeah, Doken, in which, in the music video, uh, the band Doken uh, menaced Freddy, like the main actress from the movie was in the video, and she was being menaced by Freddy, and then the band shows up at the end to, like, scare him with rock music. <laughs> Wait. Guys, you're so, how come Will Smith wasn't able to just get Freddy Krueger to go be in his music video? I feel like everyone else is able to get him to come in and do it, well, except for actually, Will Smith. We'll, we'll probably dive into because we, we discussed Nightmare on My Street back in the day. Yeah. I, I I assumed people listened to that episode, so I didn't dive into the legality. Yes. I like The Fat Boys song that we're going to discuss today was the theme song. Exactly. That was the one the, was the producers the one. wanted. They hired them to do it. The Will Smith one, as he we discussed... He did not get permission. Yeah, as we discussed, that was like an audition yeah. that he wanted to do, and then he didn't get it, but he released it anyway, and that's where the legal troubles <laughs> began. <laughs> and it became actually way more popular than Woo! the song we're covering. Exactly. Yeah. But we already discussed that. If you want to hear that discussion, go back to our previous Halloween episode on Nightmare on My Street. Nightmare on My Street, episode 20-something. Really fill yourself with that Halloween Sontops Report episode flavor, baby. Yeah. Um, So so for our our first song, we're going to go to the house that Jason built, the Friday the 13th franchise. And specifically... Uh, It's not the shutout in the woods? (laughs) Technically the house that he built, yes. (laughs) Literally. So this will be uh, from the film Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives. And it is a song called He's Back, parentheses, The Man Behind the Mask by one Alice Cooper. But Dad, you promised to let me use the car if I got good grades. Dad, I want to take her to the movies. It'll take an hour to walk there. Then you better get going. And by the way, enjoy the show. Okay, Dad. <laughs> what an oddly ominous what? conversation to have with your dad. What? You're with your baby in your park alone on a summer night. Oh. You're deep in love, but you're deeper in the woods. Uh. You think you're doing all right. Uh, he's looking to get deep in the bush, though, let me tell you. <laughs> Gee, and I was wondering, I was worried that we weren't going to have things to talk about today. <laughs> this so, is great. Okay. I love everything about this song already. <laughs> Look, again, we don't just cover bad music, guys. We cover... Oh, but it's so it's bad. I just love it. I... <laughs> Obviously, the so the... You, 
we, we try not to do this, but for this one, the music video is going to play a bit of a part in this, as it will for uh, the, the Freddie song as well. But obviously, so the voices you're hearing are of a very tight-laced, straight-laced dad. Let's call him Stephen Trollinger. Let's call him me, who is... We you in the video you can't see him. He's behind his big chair in his office. It's Alice Cooper. I'm just I'm you know that it's Alice Cooper, right, guys? I don't have to say that to you. I'm gonna say it for the purposes of our audience, but you guys know it's Alice Cooper, right? Well, I was gonna uh, say it, it, Well, I'm glad you told me, because I didn't know who the dad was. It's like an episode of the Mari show. But it seemed like <laughs> that is my father. <laughs> it seemed like a curiously stilted conversation to have. Although, granted, uh, this is representing a movie series that is known for stilted dialogue, so I wasn't sure if this was going to play some part later on in the song or the video. It's at the end, yes, but it's not. It's funny that you should say that about this being famous for stilted dialogue. The movie that this was the the, the movie that this was the theme song for is actually credited as being one of the better written. Objectively, Friday, Friday the Thirteenth Part Six is the best one. It what? is knowingly funny. It is like a tongue, what? It's basically a horror comedy, and it understands that it is. Literally, the, the beginning of it involves Jason after having Tommy Jarvis stab up pull through his corpse that gets struck by lightning. Jason comes back to life. And then when the intro title card comes, it's a James Bond parody where you see Jason walking and the gun barrel following him and he throws his machete what? directly at the camera. Oh. It, it knows what it's doing. Oh, I love that. It's lots I, of fun. I, I, so I love that. I will, we'll separate this out into some movie facts and some music facts because yes. we're talking about both of them. Um, Friday the 13th, part six, Jason Lives, is written and directed by Tom McLaughlin. Uh, and forms the ending of a trilogy of sorts within the greater Friday the 13th oeuvre, following... <laughs> and it uh, is an oeuvre. Yes, following the final chapter, which is part four, and a new beginning, which is part five. The final chapter, which is part four, features the death of Jason. So he stalks this family and the little boy played by... Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, uh, because it's the 80s. <laughs> uh, do a lot of coke and vote for Ronald Reagan. That's the 80s. Uh <laughs> In the end of that movie, spoiler alert, uh, Jason is killed. Jason wasn't theoretically killed. Like with, It was left open as to whether or not he was killed in all the other movies, but he is actually killed by a small boy who had been menaced by Jason his whole time. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. saw that one. Oh, it was, uh, ah, oh, it was awesome. He, like, shaved his own head. He's yeah. like, I'm just like you, Jason. Exactly. He's like, oh. And then he fucking goes crazy and yeah. just starts stabbing him. And or then or the, uh, however he killed him. Did he stab in, him? Yeah, yeah and then in the next movie, shit. Part 5, A New Beginning, you follow a teenage Tommy Jarvis uh, who has been, basically has PTSD from Jason. And it's sort of like... Does he chop someone up with an axe? It makes you think that he is now the new Jason, like his killing Jason has warped him so to the point where he is now like taking up after Jason, Uh. like picking up his mantle. Uh, But then after that, with this movie, Jason Lives, they kind of dropped that whole, this director and writer kind of dropped that whole, they used the the character, but dropped the whole thing where like, I don't want him being the new Jason. I want the original Jason, but I can't because he's dead. Wait, this is a horror movie. Here's what I'll do. I will adapt adopt elements of old universal monster movies, like an undead monster brought back to life by Bolt of Lightning, a la Frankenstein. Having an elemental weakness, a la Dracula, has weaknesses to sunlight. So I'm going to bring Jason back to life like Frankenstein and give him a weakness like Dracula, with the waters with he the was water. born in. Or, Aqu- and like Aquaman his, would be the best superhero to be against Jason. Or Aqua the Band would be a great superhero oh, against Jason. So... For this film, uh, the producers tapped 
Alice Cooper, who doesn't need much introduction. I have a few facts. Alice Cooper, artist known for being a pioneer in what is called shock rock, which is rock and roll that blends elements of horror and the macabre, especially his live stage shows, which are very theatrical and include Dr. Frankenstein-esque stagings and guillotines and fake oh, yeah. blood and electric chairs and giant snakes. Oh, it's so good. Uh, as we discovered with a few other artists like this, Alice Cooper's dad was an evangelist preacher. <laughs> Adds up. Because that's what happens when you are raised in a super religious household. You become Alice Cooper. Um, Alice Cooper was originally his band's name until the artist, who was known as Vincent Fernier, I think is how you say his name, uh, adopted it as his own name. So it became his stage name and his legal name because it is a much better name. (laughs) He was approached by uh, the producers to do a theme song for uh, the new Jason movie. And this is what he came up with. Uh, And he's obviously a big fan. Uh, because he's got the like he's yes. got all that yeah. in it. Um, he's walking around with the hockey mask. Like he knows what he's talking he knows, about. He knows, he knows. He knows the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so far, uh, we're getting this much like uh, during our summer discussion of summer blockbusters. A lot of scenes from the movie make their way into the music video. Yes. So, like, if you were trying not to be spoiled about this movie, you shouldn't probably watch the music video. But interspersed is the storyline about a kid trying to take his date to the movies, and they're going to go see Jason Lives. And that's literally the whole plot to the music video. Beautiful. So let's hear a little bit more of that good, good Jason music. Okay, okay, okay. He's already fucked up. <gasps> Ooh. He's already fucked up. Hot take. What, how so? Did you hear that voice? Jason doesn't fucking talk. What the hell is he talking about? Did you see that face? I don't know. He has a hockey mask on. And then I guess you do see his face at the end when it's all fucking fucked up and stuff. The mask he, is his face, Mike. The mask is not his face. He's all disfigured. Dude, I think by definition, the mask hides the face. <laughs> it hides his disfigured, disgusting no, face. No, unless... That got him killed in the first place. Okay, okay. The counselors. Whoa, so you're blaming... <laughs> hang on. You're blaming Jason for being so ugly that the counselors didn't want to pay attention to him when he drowned as a kid. That's why he died, yeah. He's kind of right. <laughs> he's, he's, he's kind of on the money with that. Are you kidding me? He wasn't the popular kid. No, 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 certainly not. He was like, he, he was a little slow, and he. Oh looked- uh, yeah, slow at swimming. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fictional character, which I think makes what you said not horribly problematic. I can but- say whatever I want about Jason. He's not real, right? Is or that- is he? <laughs> He's not real. Freddy Krueger said a bunch of horrible shit to Jason, and it was hilarious, <laughs> didn't he? In Freddy versus Jason? Yes. yes. I believe he did, yes. Yeah, yeah, it was funny. He also dug a finger blade into his skull, but I don't do that to children. <laughs> Anymore. Anymore. Not after I almost got caught. <laughs> but this is interesting. No. You, Steve, you were mentioning all the different movie tie-ins that used to take place, but I feel like very few movie tie-ins were about people going to see the movie. It's very meta. Very that meta. That the movie tie-in theme is about. You ain't seen nothing yet. If you were trying to make some points about the metaphysical nature of this song and the video that it accompanies. Well, I'm very intrigued to find out more. Excellent. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! Alice Cooper! (laughs) Guys, Alice Cooper was Jason all along. Seriously, Uh, Alice Cooper just swung... 
uh, like a Tarzanian vine <laughs> out from the movie screen wearing Jason's mask and took it off and revealed it was Alice I don't Cooper. remember that. Does that happen in the movie? Does Jason like Tarzan swing on a on a piece of vine or something? Mike laughs, but that possibly could have happened. No, I don't believe so. But that but that was a shot from the movie, I believe, where it Jason is like holding. It, yeah. yeah. But here the, here's the thing. I I think and catch me on this if I'm wrong. Is there something inherently is there something inherent about writing a theme song or writing a song specifically for a movie that makes that song less good? Like oh, when you 100% Steve. When you are like de- design when you are corporately designing a song to go with the plot of a movie or a movie character, does that inherently like flip a switch in like even a even a like great musician like Alice Cooper's brain where it's like I can phone this in. I don't need to like really work at this, right? This is just going I mean, in front of a movie. I gotta say, the lyrics so far aren't really painting too many specific pictures. What, it, what we just heard, uh, did you hear that voice? Did you see that face? And to Mike's point, describing Jason doesn't really seem to make a lot of sense. Oh, or was it just a dream? This can't be real. That only happens, babe, on the movie screen. On the movie. Oh, he's back. <laughs> he's His- the man behind the mask. Oh, He's back. Like, so far, this whole song, I don't know where I am. I don't know where hey, I am. Without a music video to guide you. Am I Am I at the movie theater? Because that's where the kid was taking his date. Or am I out in the fucking woods? Because it says I'm deep in the woods. I don't know where I am. <laughs> what if it's a drive-in? Then it can be both. Uh, you, you've been to a drive-in theater in the middle of the fucking woods, Nick? I've been in a drive-in theater that on three sides was surrounded by woods. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Check mate, Mr. <laughs> Russell. <laughs> Granted, that the last movie I saw at a drive-in was Volcano, which came out in 1998. But I saw, you know what? I saw the last movie I saw at a drive-in was Twister. No kidding. Which, which was funny because that has a scene at a drive-in where, where the a tornado, tornado destroys it. And I'm sitting in a drive-in going, as because I'm a kid, going, is that going to happen? We got to get out of here. And then if I imagine what a Stephen Trollinger parent would be like, they'd be like, Steve, you stupid idiot. Of course not. It's just a movie. Which is oh, weird. Because- I really, I just love that too much for it not to be real. I- and it's funny because the movie they're watching at the drive-in in Twister is The Shining. And whenever I think about a movie I saw at a drive-in, I always think I saw The Shining at a drive-in, but I didn't. <laughs> I saw Twister at a drive-in where, the where characters- they were showing The Shining at a drive-in. It's like a, it's like a Russian nesting Layers. doll. <laughs> Look at the levels! <laughs> and, then I, and then I like drift off into no space for like 20 minutes. So he's being very specific. He is be, he is straight up just describing the plot of the movie, which is what you do sometimes when you're asked by your corporate yes. masters to make a theme song for a movie. Saying Jason Voorhees is out of control is an understatement. Yes. But he's very controlled while doing it. He only walks very he walks very slowly. He's in no hurry. He knows he's fighting idiots. Oh yeah. Like he has a very baked in understanding that he is fighting stupid people and he's not very bright himself no no he's not it's an instinct to him he's just very but he's very strong 
Right. <laughs> yes, Mike. He's, Jason Voorhees is very strong. He's like superhuman strength kind of fucked Now up he shit. is. He wasn't before Jason lives. Before Technically, that, he was just like an inbred hillbilly living in the woods up until part four. Even though he'd been hit in the head with a machete, he was technically still alive. No, now he's no, a zombie. Nick, Nick, the direct- Nick, 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 Nick. As Nick, someone from Nick. Plattsburgh, do you take offense to inbred hillbilly? Uh, I mean, okay, let's put that to the left for a second. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're. Is it known that Jason's mom was fucking her brother? Is that is that what we're saying? You know, no, it's just shorthand. Just short. Oh yeah, it's just you, American you're say, shorthand. You're saying anybody with a weird mutation, some sort of inbred hillbilly? Is that I, is that what you're saying? I, he, here's In what Nick's I w- defense. He just finished watching The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, actually, okay. actually, Mike. You know what? Thank you for checking my inbred hillbilly privilege. Um, Technically, you're right. They never truly established if he was the product of incest. It's just he really took that he really took that banner and ran with it. When you just live in the woods with a burlap sack over your head and like farmer garb, he had overalls in part two. <laughs> you know, God forbid you wear fucking overalls. Like, there's no excuse for anyone <laughs> me, who is let me, not working in an agricultural field to wear overalls. Let me, let me. Let he me. was harvesting bodies, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Let me adopt. But a- now it's all big body harvesting. <laughs> Let me adopt a Mike Russell viewpoint for a second. Yes. This is going to hurt. This is going to hurt real bad for me. Oh, I'm going to yeah. try to do it's it. It's going to take your brain in a place it doesn't want to go, Steve. <laughs> so you're telling me. <laughs> you've got Jason Voorhees, right? The man wears coveralls and a hockey mask. So he wears a workman's garb and utilizes <laughs> Easy utilizes a piece of sporting equipment sports fan working man's garb and you, you you're just going to assume he's an inbred hillbilly idiot because he's a working man because he works and enjoys sports is that what you're telling us nick is that what you're telling us east coast elitist nick brigadier St- steve, whoa, steve, oh, steve. Whoa, whoa steve whoa steve oh 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 man steven if i may you're telling me <laughs> That Jason Voorhees is a blue-collar working-class hero I, it's exactly. murdering literally hundreds of people? He's not murdering people. He's murdering dumb, taking-stuff-for-granted teenagers who they're like... Probably atheists, honestly. Probably <laughs> atheists whose parents pay their way through everything. Wait. They can't break through the glass floor, so Jason Voorhees... The common man's hero has to stab upwards through the glass ceiling so, with his giant machete, murdering those <laughs> dumb idiot can never fail because their parents are wealthy children. So, Steve, as a harvester of human bodies, you're saying he's just practicing sickle down economics. Sickle down. <laughs> And that concludes our mini thesis paper within the context of this episode. We don't even need Mike anymore. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. I've guys. tapped into Mike. I can do it now oh, if I need to. That was so good. Oh, that geez. was a show for you, Mike. That was for you. I appreciate that, guy. But was that the chorus that we just heard that Alice Cooper did? <laughs> what? Where, he, where oh. just, his voice gets that effect, he goes, and he crawled out of his hole. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing this random effect. You're swimming with your girl. Lake, Relatable. The wind blows cold. It chills your bones, but you still on the make. That's a bad mistake. You know what? 
Okay, over-religious grandma. You're still on the make, which I don't... I've never heard that terminology describe it, but... I've heard the phrase, but not describing anything that they could be describing. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. I've just realized I'm bothered by the fourth Friday the 13th. Because, like... Uh, Part four of thirteen, the final chapter. Uh, there's a uh, the this dude was trying to get laid out on the inflatable raft out in the water, uh-huh. or maybe it was the chick. One of the two. No, I mean yeah, it takes two to tango, Mike. <laughs> yeah. Could have been either or. There's only one of them on the inflatable raft, though. And they get fucking killed out there. And I'm like, how's how Jason get out there if he's bad with water? Because he's not yet in part. Okay, that's what I was just saying. In part four, he's still a human being. He he's just he's just a very large, strong, somewhat unbalanced human being. But he's still human. He gets finally killed in the final chapter by Tommy. Yeah. yeah. In part six, Tommy, suffering through PTSD, has to go to Jason's grave to fi- make sure he's still dead. He gets to his grave and digs him up, and then has like this PTSD nom flashback from when he killed Jason, goes nutso for a second, and stabs Jason through the head. Was it through the head or through the body? Through the torso, I through believe, the, yeah, the metal okay, pole. Through the body with a metal pole, because he's having this flashback. At which point, a bolt of lightning comes out of the sky, striking the metal pole and reanimating Jason's body, a la Frankenstein. The writer-director of this movie did this on purpose. This was He wanted to adopt these old monster movie elements to turn Jason from just a run-of-the-mill ordinary serial killer into this like implacable, unstoppable, horrifying monster. Because, you know, Freddy, Freddy uh, came out uh, like a year or two after the first Friday the 13th movie. Friday the 13th, 1980, Nightmare on Elm Street, 1984. Yeah. So he comes out, and all of a sudden this big supernatural, he's a, you know, he's a supernatural killer. This becomes du jour, and they want to they want Jason to go in this direction as well so they staged this reanimation so he's only now is he a strong un, super strong un, undead zombie in fact there's a scene in the movie where after he gets brought back to life he like rips someone's arm off and has a moment of confusion cuz he doesn't know how he did it <laughs> it's actually that's it's almost cute he looks at the arm and just kind of tilts his head in confusion oh wow oh i i can do this now <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, but the moon was full, and you had a chance to be all alone. But you're not alone. This is your last dance and your last romance. <laughs> what? Ah, uh, so what do you do? You know. <laughs> what in you... what? In what context? Well, I think Alice Cooper's just telling people just, just go do it. Just get it done. This is it. <laughs> like, if you, you're you're dead as you're dead dead man walking. <laughs> might as well go get laid. Go get laid. Just get laid, baby. That's it, man. That's <laughs> this poor kid can't because Alex <laughs> Cooper bursts through the screen, oh, last yeah. action hero style, and is threatening to murder him as Jason Voorhees. Yeah, like, Alice Cockblock. Alice, yeah, Alice Cockblocks for damn sure. Alice and making him a cuckold probably. I mean, Jason is Alex <laughs> Cooper, right? You know. You know that this girl, when presented with the option of having sex with this weird, wimpy kid and Alice Cooper, is going to have sex with Alice Cooper. Going to fuck Alice Cooper. And then Alice... I mean, I might too. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> That's not saying anything, Nick. <laughs> You'd fuck anything that moves. You see the way he's swung around that vine, though? Jesus, man. Just like a fucking undead Tarzan. I, I, made that, I made that last action hero reference, and now I'm forming a fusion movie in my head. <laughs> 
<laughs> of Jason Voorhees bursting through. Oh no, like a new nightmare. Like what they did with Freddy, where yes. but instead Jason like literally bursts through a movie screen, last action hero style, and goes on a rampage in the real world. <laughs> yeah, cause he's back. He's the man behind the mask. And he's out of control. He's back. The man behind the mask. Okay, okay. Can we can we talk about that for a second? What is it about crawling out of the hole that needs to get all weird and shit? I mean, I like Nick and I just had a moment where we both looked at each other as though we were, I don't know what. I, well, it, here's it, the it, thing: we were seriously considering if we were going to try to answer this question. <laughs> well, no, I mean, granted, I don't think it's a necessarily enjoyable vocal effect. However, I felt obliged to play devil's advocate and say perhaps from a vocal effect standpoint, literally crawling out of the dirt and ground after being reanimated, would you would have like a vocal effect that makes it sound more like zombified and buried under earth, perchance. But I would have just been just as content if Alex, if Alice Cooper just saying that. And I, my take on it is that I think he was literally just trying to do anything to keep himself interested in the making of this song. Because <laughs> so far... We we don't do that. We this isn't a this isn't a complaint we often have about the songs that we cover. So it's kind of boring. Yeah, like, it's very like if it was blase and like trying not to like say it's like it's describing the plot of the movie kind of in the most general yeah. sense. I no, I almost wish I almost wish he was describing the movie more. Are you kidding me? Look at this. Uh, yeah, he's back. I'm sorry. He's back. He's the man behind the mask. He's out of control. He's back. Man behind the mask. And he grows out of his hole. Oh, it's coming out of his hole. Oh, man. It's so scary. This guy got stabbed with a metal pole, a lightning bolt hits, and it came back to life from the dead. And you're telling me you can't come out with something a little more creative? And he's crawling out of his hole. First of all, he was dug up out of his hole. Like, he didn't fuck, a- yeah, he didn't like, ask fuck to. you. I'm not. Like, did you watch the movie before you wrote the song? He probably didn't. No, he probably fucking didn't. <laughs> oh, he's back. <laughs> fuck you, Alice Cooper. Wow. wow. Fighting words here on the song top. Yeah, no, I like him. I like fuck him. you for this one specific song. <laughs> I like him. I like him. I didn't know who he was until like an hour ago, but I like him. I'm not going to play the whole song. No, I want to hear. We got to hear the ch 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 we heard it at the beginning. Yeah, uh, well, so, so we're, we're skipping towards on. the end. We're, uh, I'm actually, yeah, just to just for the music Nick, video. I'm sorry, but it's gonna be a 90 minute episode. I already know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now he's captured them in a cage. I do like that little I I do and I don't like that little bridge part where it just kind of sounds like he's making it up as he goes along where he's like and he's out tonight and he's watching you and he knows your house and he's coming and and they <laughs> drop my spoon and a fish <laughs> uh, don't, don't turn out your lights so you know you've got a good set of lyrics when yeah. people can't quite tell if you're just improvising yeah. it as you go <laughs> like 
And lights are the least of your problems. I don't think Jason really gives a shit. You know what I mean? He's not Der Vampire. No. No. He probably see in the dark, right? Yeah. I think we can attribute that to Jason Voorhees. He probably sees in the dark, right? He wears a hockey mask all the time. He can probably have peripheral vision. Like, fucking A. He could probably have peripheral he ha- vision. He doesn't have very oh. good peripheral vision, is what I'm saying. Peripheral. I love I love listening to hear, hearing you trying to say peripheral. Peripheral. There you go. Uh, peripheral. Yeah, No, no, no! Mike, put Steve's gun down. Last time I now listen. Last time I checked. Oh, right, I forgot to put that la, away. Last time I checked, Jason's not a soul collector. All right, he doesn't got like a soul necklace gem that no, needs not. the souls of the virgins and or like, in, not even virgins. But uh, the what is the one where he's not actually in the movie at all? But his soul is jumping around. Yeah. Uh, Jason goes to hell. Jason goes to hell. The final Friday. But even then, he's not collecting souls. He's moving between bodies. Okay, Mister Wizard. But that's the closest metaphysical one. I'm just saying. Why? Why? There's a lot of things to sing about about Jason. There's a machete. There's. There's. This could be any. This could be anybody. He hasn't even brought up water. I mean, he hasn't brought up anything. This could, like, the whole bit where he's like, he's dangerous, he's out of control. Like, you could also, you could say the same thing about uh, the main character from Flashdance. <laughs> She's a maniac on the floor. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you see him come and run away, it's like, okay, that literally could be about, that could, be about, could my, be about Tucker Carlson. Could be about Tucker Carlson. Could be about my uncle. <laughs> like, is he going for, like, I think, you know what? And Steve... This is why. This is why theme songs for movies are bad. It's because the artists are always trying to give it a double meaning and like play up this other thing so it can be played without relating to Friday the 13th. And, and then what do you get? You get a bunch of shit that doesn't make any goddamn sense. I actually, I agree with you, Mike. I feel like you have to lean into it more. Don't try to make it vague enough to be like a normal song. Lean, because that's why people will want to listen to this. They'll want to listen to it because that's what it's about. Don't make it so vague in general. That yeah. it is about nothing. You can keep the chorus, like he's back, the man behind the mask. That's a that's a decent chorus. But like the rest of the song needs to be up, needs to be like, and he's chasing, and he's back, and he's killing some teens who try to have sex and do drugs. Like like that. and then it's a surf rock and song. Then a surf rock song for some reason. <laughs> do, 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 do. And like then the, the Beach Boys show up. Then the Beach Boys show up. And the Beach Boys would be a good adversary for Jason because you know they live on the beach and they're right by the water. They're the vanguard. <laughs> <laughs> Their first and only line of defense against Jason Voorhees. The Beach Boys. <laughs> Okay, so Jason's just murdered Alice Cooper, in case you're watching with the video. <laughs> Enjoy the movie. Jason, I'm talking to you. Uh, what? I'm not sure I really understood it all. Then let me explain. That's it. <laughs> what? In case you were thinking that it had any resolution. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? If you were watching along, Alice Cooper just turned around and in the chair 
the big reveal was that it was Alice Cooper all along and that he's, I don't know, maybe he's also, he knows that his son had a weird experience of the movies where he was chased by Jason Voorhees, who is also Alice Cooper, who is also his dad, because his name is Jason. Look, there's layers, guys. Boys, there's layers to this. Alice Cooper is an asshole dad prankster. That's what I think. It's a fair assessment. He's like, oh, son, you're on your first date with this lady. All right, yeah, have a good time. Have a good time. He bursts through a movie. Pays off. Pays off the movie. You know, the teenage movie ticket person. Hey, I'm going to go behind the screen. Here's like 20 bucks. Like, oh. Here's 20 bucks for me to fuck up one of your screens. Uh, all right, Mr. Cooper. Son. I don't know. It seems like it's less money than it would take to fix the screen, but okay. Uh, how much to pay you an hour here? Five bucks an hour? Oh, what is this? It's Back the, in the 80s. 90s? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he just comes bursting through, scares the shit out of his son, scares the girl he's with, slightly turn her on at the same time. I mean, Alice Cooper's a, 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 like the dad figure in this. is uh, Okay, so right now, in terms of Freddy versus Jason, we've we, in terms of the song topsy report, which one sucks the worst? Right now, Jason is leading the pack in regards to who's... Like, based on the one song we've done. Based on, yes, the, one based done. on the one the one shit song, yeah. yeah. It's it's taking a lead right okay, now. Okay, good. In terms but of I'm very shitty. excited to hear uh, <laughs> what, what Freddy comes back with. All right, yeah, we're going to move on now to, to my personal favorite <laughs> horror icon, Freddy Krueger. Uh, and this is the Steve, song... Steve, you also call people bitch all I the do, time. I do, way too much. <laughs> uh, so we're going to delve into the song... Uh, Are You Ready for Freddy by the rap trio The Fat Boys from the film A Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. No problem? Yo, let me ask you a question. Who is this Uncle Frederick anyway? Well, he's from a part of my family you never mentioned. I won't mention any of your family. <laughs> yeah, let's just get this, this gig over with. Yo, I just, I love that all the fat boys are rocking fucking striped sweaters right now. Not even thinking. Like, <laughs> it's almost as if it was a purposeful decision by the costuming department. <laughs> yo, man, your uncle's bad, but he's got style. All All right. Okay, so we haven't heard the Fat Boys actually rap yet because the first part of this song is rap by Freddy Krueger himself, <laughs> yes. Robert England. Robert England raps in a song. I am already so much more impressed by this song <laughs> than Alice Cooper's because you know what? They're sticking the theme, baby. They went right with it. Like, <laughs> they're rocking outfits that make sense. They're like, it's a little weird where they're like, ah, this is part of my family we don't talk about. But you're like, oh, shit, his uncle's Freddy Krueger. Like, I don't know. So the, the premise of the music video was the, the Fat Boys, uh, one of the members had an uncle named Frederick who passed away recently and left. Uh, Perhaps in a parent-induced mob <laughs> in which he got burned alive. Yeah, perhaps in a mob-induced <laughs> inferno of some sort after some, will they, uh, after some, like, is it or isn't it child rape. 
or child murder? Which one's worse? Let's tiptoe around that. I yeah. say, it, like, uh, like, cause, um, uh, you know, as an uncle, you know, I have a lot of nieces and nephews, and I just wonder. That like, makes sense if you're an uncle. It would be so weird, I feel like, if they had to describe, like, how their uncle died. Like, they'll if it probably was, have a story a, for you. If a mob, if a mob of people set their uncle on fire, like for murdering children. For, well, yeah, like, there's just a whole, you know, and that's just where it goes, really. You know, like, when, when, you, if you live the fuck up lifestyle, it's a little selfish, you know? I like to think, <laughs> I like to think that the reason the, the one, the one fat boy doesn't talk, like, his family doesn't talk about, their uncle Frederick is because he's just, he's just a white guy. <laughs> like, there's a whole in the show. No, because in the show, hold on. Because in the show, the in the show, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, there was a there was that one. Diedrich Bader played like the one uncle who was white. Like he had like the he had like the one uncle, like the one aunt who married a white guy who was always like sort of like treated weird by the rest of the family like he because he was very he was very white and he was often trying to like, like the bad kind like the he good, wasn't like, he the, wasn't like bad white he wasn't like he he obviously wasn't because he married into no, this no i mean i'm sorry family. i'm sorry i have news wrong with the lame one but he's like the lame yeah, white the, uncle the and lame, it's like yeah uh, we don't when I talk about my uncles, he's not usually the first one I like to like. Steve, to I talk love about the hypothesis. Steve, I love the hypothesis you're working with, <laughs> in which the 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 child murdering man who was burned alive by angry parents. The reason I talk about him is because he's white. <laughs> we don't talk about that. He's kind of like he's kind of like the the white sheep of the family, you know. He's kind of like the child murderer of the family, yeah. you know. But also, he's pretty lame. <laughs> it's pretty lame. Did you hear him rap at the beginning of the song? Not great. That was very white guy rapping, though I will say. Uh, so a little background: this uh, this song is, is the theme song for the fourth in the series of the Nightmare on Elm Street films, The Dream Master. Much like the Jason song we covered, this song takes place in a weird, like mini trilogy that takes place in the middle of the grander scheme of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Specifically, this takes place in the middle of a trilogy following. Uh, part three, which was the Dream Warriors, and part five, the Dream Child, where you follow a select group of like one or two teenagers that have uh, a, a, basically a power. They're able to like drag people into their dreams. Like they have like a, a lucid dreaming ability where they are aware they're dreaming, can manipulate the dreams to their own benefit, and drag other people who are dreaming into it. And they use that throughout this trilogy to get the best of Freddy, who has similar abilities. This brings me back to uh, the first Freddy Krueger movie. Where she, doesn't she pull him out? Yes. Yeah. She pulls him out. <laughs> And then, um, yes, Mike pulls out. <laughs> yes, ha, yeah, ha, ha. Yeah. All right, listen, everyone needs a little giggle. Uh, sets them on fire and then kicks them down the fucking stairs. And I was just like, damn. Like, that feels like something that could have happened to you. <laughs> yeah. I've been thrown down a flight of stairs. I've never set on fire at the same time. Uh, <laughs> they happened at different times. <laughs> no, no, no. They were two Mike, days apart, guys. Mike, you're, bra- you're ruining the fourth wall. The trailer at the beginning of this has you explicitly stated you got set on fire once. Oh, sh- no, no, no. I- what I mean to say <laughs> is I got put out afterwards. So it's almost as if I wasn't yeah, put on fire. Cut that part out, Nick. <laughs> you can't just say that every time you say something stupid. I was saying, Nick, I said something super stupid. Like, Nick can't cut out all the parts where you say something stupid, Mike, because this is how the show would sound. Well... Song top, <laughs> song plays, and another thing, weird pun. Steve, you shouldn't have said that. And it, 
Are you telling me? Well, welcome. Thank you for tuning into the Song Tops Report, everyone. It's a wonder these aren't 10 minutes long. Fuck. <laughs> so uh, this is this is the theme song for that middle movie, uh, the Dream. The Master. highest grossing. The highest grossing uh, until Freddy vs. Jason. Yes. This is the highest grossing of. This the, was this was peak Freddy popularity. Yeah. Of the Nightmare on Elm Street films. Um, Freddy vs. Jason was such a treat, man. I really enjoyed that. It was one. good fun. Yeah, we digress. Uh, the only other note I have for the movie: this is my personal. Personally, my least favorite Nightmare on Elm Street film. Wow. Because wow. it's dead exists. Solely do I love that movie. Like I love that movie for the same reason I love Batman and Robin. I won't get into it now. Uh, but I solely for the scene where that one girl gets turned into a human cockroach. I cannot stomach that scene. It makes me physically ill. So because a horror movie is actually effective on you, you don't like it? But in such a way, like I can usually like there. It it's if it speaks to a very specific fear I have, and I'm not afraid of getting turned into a giant cockroach. It's just gross. It's very gross and very Cronenberg esque, and I don't care for it. Wow. I gotta say though, Steve, if there was anything that could happen to you in a nightmare, why not become one of the species that are gonna survive like uh, radiation? No, Mike. Fuck cockroaches. Come on. No, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> it's on. us versus them, and we have to win. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, so man, now, you, remember, you remember when I killed a cockroach in your kitchen? I do. I do. Oh, you were a hero that day. I was a hero. So now yeah. that we've heard Freddy rap, let's listen to some <laughs> okay. fat boys. It's time for Freddy. See, I'm a popular guy. If you don't know yet, you're going to find out why. So Freddy Krueger in the video, he's he's stalking he's stalking the fat boys, which is very easy to do. Very, but here's the thing: it's very easy to do, but it 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 very 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 much stretches credulity because it's a very small house and they're very large men. So like at some point, like he's got to stop teasing and just go in for the kill. It stretches credulity that he's that he's playing with his prey this long, but with Freddy, he he did do that in several movies. He did, but after a certain point, it's like at some point they're just gonna like they're gonna run out of space <laughs> to really stretch it out. Uh, now the Fat Boys are hip hop trio from Brooklyn, comprised of Mark Prince Marky D Morales, Damon Cool Rocksky Wimbley, and Darren Buff Love Robinson. Ha, Buff Love. Uh, they're known for their use of beatboxing, and they were one of the first rap groups to release a full-length album. Uh, before, yeah, before them, it was like so one or two. Literally, songs. just yeah. a full-length rap album. A full-length rap album. Wow. What? That's incredible. These yeah. guys were groundbreaking. They were. Not just because they were so overweight. God, okay, so... Yes, all right. Nick! <laughs> so, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Oh, I wanted to tell this... Man, he doesn't miss a fucking beat, I does wanted, he? I wanted, to t- I wanted to tell this story before you guys started making those jokes, but Sorry, I already failed. Please. Um, so, they originally called themselves the Disco 3 until their touring schedule forced them to eat late, and often only fast food places were available at the time. So... The band as a whole gained a bunch of weight, and afterwards, a their manager. Lot of weight, afterwards, yeah. their manager Charles Stetler re- forced the group to rename themselves the Fat Boys. That is, which was kind of problematic. A, kind of a dick move, especially considering Buff Love died in 1994 of a massive heart attack brought about by the fact that he was 450 pounds at the time. 
450 fucking pounds. Jesus Christ, Mike, you've never been closer to the microphone. <laughs> yeah, so I really wanted to get to that story before you guys started making fat jokes. One of them got so fat they died. Just letting you know. I, I would I would think the, the real tragedy is that they probably, they weren't fat guys to begin with. They accidentally gained some weight and their producer slash manager thought, oh, here's a way to distinguish my group from other Here, groups. Here, let's brand them with this name now yeah. where they can't get thin. Exactly. So that now they have to live by that. So they're just, they've already ruined their metabolisms. Um, No, but um, guys, if you... <laughs> If you were 450 pounds... This sounds like an end of the show episode question. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Please, with no street late one night, I look like I go down. No one in sight. With the hat like a vagabond. Stand like a flasher. With the big time. Fred Kruger. Jim Crusher. Try to find a girl. <laughs> Hold up, hold up. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on here. First of all, I want to make I want to make explicit notion of the fact uh, that, or explicit mark of the fact that, compared to the <clears throat> Alice Cooper song, these guys, Alice Cooper, I believe Alice Cooper loves Friday the Thirteenth, like the movie series. That's that's his jam. But the Fat Boys are writing a song about Freddy Krueger. Like they're they're throwing out they're talking about Nancy yes from they, from the from the nice subtle one name drop of Nancy yeah. talking about Nancy they're using his name they're dropping his mo dropping what he looks like like these guys this song is actually about Freddy Krueger about yes. nothing else it could possibly be no hundred percent they're talking about dream crashing I and I I, I honestly really approve of this I, but the the can you run me through what the three times is what's the what's the three times because I know. Uh, when she first, it's because she's not a, f- oh shit, no, wait, what is it? Hold on. Well, I mean, I, technically this is the fourth movie, although, that may have just been a quick rhyme, but technically it's the fourth movie, however, Nancy is present in the first one and the third one. Yeah. So. But she would only be two. Yes. She's the, she was the closest to like a main character at this point. Why they say three times? I don't know. Oh, because it was just Ron. It's probably. There's, oh, she's in the third movie. She must have been in the second one. Is this? Is this what's happening? She was not in the second. She was one. not. In that's the what. One. That's what. Yeah, guys. I'm saying the fat boys made a mistake here. That's what I'm saying. Look, they're entitled. They're entitled to make one mistake. They that's obviously a big mistake. They've obviously seen one of these movies at the very least. <laughs> yeah. It's it's possible that the thought isn't connecting. It's that like trying to find a girl to fit his fancy. Not once, not twice, but three times, Nancy. So not necessarily Nancy herself, but trying to find a girl to fit his fancy. He tries once, first movie. Twice, second movie. Third, thrice, third movie. And now this song is for the fourth movie. The fact that he's just talking to Nancy has nothing to do with the fact that it's Nancy that he's going after. He's just trying to find a girl over the course of three movies to kill. But this is for the fourth movie. Yeah. Which te- three prior. Which technically hasn't happened yet. In the chronology of this song, yeah, we're in the extended universe. Does the Fat Boys song? Sing? I'm starting. To- and at what point in the extended universe, Steve, is the Fat Boys the fucking nephew of Freddy Krueger? I'm starting to feel like I'm in my own nightmare. That <laughs> at any moment now, this will end with one of my favorite actors showing up to stab me in the stomach with a bladed gauntlet. <laughs> And then he'll call you a bitch when he does it. Then he'll it. call me a bitch. <laughs> and then as I'm dying with the claw in my stomach, I'll say, 
Thank you, sir. <laughs> and then passed from this mortal coil. From the blaze of Freddy Krueger's heads will Don't fall asleep. Is that her? Yeah, they use they use the uh, they use the the line from the first movie. She's telling yes. Johnny Depp not to fall Johnny asleep. Depp, whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Oh, he had a wet dream, all right. It's so funny how many of these like Johnny Depp, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon got his start in the first Nightmare. Yeah, not not, not Nightmare in the first uh, Friday Thirteenth movie. And Crispin Glover was in the fourth one. Yeah. Oh, uh, we should. Patricia ha- Arquette is in the third. Uh, third, she's in yeah, Dream Warriors. She's in yeah. Dream Warriors. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, Nick, write, write a Freddy Krueger movie so we can all get in it. Huh? I'll, I'll jump on that right you, now. You, you are you. You and I are going to have a talk about how copyright works at the end of this. <laughs> hey, listen. If Nick writes a great script and they fucking like it, they'll the have hell? no choice but to let us do That's it. That's true. That's you how get, Hollywood works. Yeah, you goddamn right. You got forced your way in. Well, well. Okay. Okay, let's, 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 we can, we just got a lot of information here. <laughs> it's 1 a.m., Freddy's here, the supreme dream maker, the master of fear. It's a dope rhyme. Pretty Judges, dope, dope rhyme? I'll, I'll, the judges say it's a dope rhyme. Dope-ass dope rhyme, sure. I, I think the center has a soft spot for Freddy Krueger. You don't say. <laughs> I'm really gonna. I'm gonna. I mean, calling him master. Think so he'll bust Stain your heart. Like she's been. She's heart. been burned before. Like, oh, oh, Nick. Oh, God. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I've been burned by Freddie once. Oh. <laughs> That'd be the best like Hallmark card. Like Freddy Krueger by a bunch of angry parents. You set my heart afire. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Um, one of the fat boys, whichever fat boy it was, that is the nephew of Freddy Krueger, mm-hmm. should have a little info on his uncle. You know what I mean? Being like, all right, boys, listen, why don't we take a bunch of coke or speed and not go to bed tonight? Because we only have to be so, here for one so, night. So are you, are you, hold on. So are you claiming that it's their fault that they are not aware that their uncle, after he died became a vengeful dream spirit that would haunt and kill people in their nightmares that they didn't have that info about their uncle like after their uncle died that they didn't have any further (laughs) info regarding the whereabouts and activities of the uncle who's now dead well jesus three movies happened in this fucking street you think they would have read the newspapers although actually the movie, the the Nightmare on Elm Street universe does specify how hard the parents tried to lock down any information that any of the dream stuff happened. Oh, because when they figure out, oh, Freddy's real. That's actually, um, he Fre- gets into your dreams when you think about him. Freddy versus Jason literally posited that they created a drug that prevented people from dreaming and got all the kids to take it inadvertently so that they would stop dreaming and forget about Freddy. When you forget about Freddy, he loses his power and disappears. So it's possible the fat boys didn't know about this because of the sustained efforts of the parents of Elm Street... Oh, Springwood. Springwood, thank you. Um, to try to make sure that nobody knows about Freddy or his 
dreamlike powers. Uh, that sounds right to me. <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. You're... The bass slaps. Uh. <laughs> okay, so they're, they're at the very least they're aware of the third movie. That was actually because they even said uh, Dream Warriors fail, which they did technically in the third one. Um, and his prime time, you'll never forget what he did to that girl on the TV. Said I love, I, I kind of like how they just are like, you remember that part, right? That's what we all remember. Like when there's a highlight reel of the different Freddy kills, like that's usually <laughs> that's the first one. Is. Welcome, yeah, welcome to prime, prime time, time, bitch. And then he slams her head into his own TV chest. <laughs> Oh, I would like, based on what Mike said about the script you need to write for us, I guess now. Yes, I'll, yeah. I do. I do. I would like to try my hand at writing some of those, some of those dream kills, just to see like what I could th- come up with. Just no cockroaches. Just no cockroaches. I don't know. I don't know where all of a sudden they just throw out like a like an old old time song. He's dressed up like an English chappy, <laughs> though he doesn't he look very snappy. Dun, dun, Putting dun, on the rants. He'll blitz ya. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion bitch? <laughs> Putting on the bitch. It's Putting not, on it's the bitch. Just say bitch. Putting on the bitch. Hilarious. That's really good. Fred, I- Fred, you just can't say. You can't just rhyme bitch with bitch all the time. It doesn't even make sense in the context of the song. I don't know. So if, I don't know if the audience can tell how drunk and or tired some of us are right no, now. No, 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 no. That's funny. I don't care who you are. I don't care how drunk you are. That's funny. That's fucking funny. That's... <laughs> so the fedora's got a top hat. Yes. I'm picturing him doing the dance and everything. Like that's. Great. I bet Robert England would do it too. If you're like Robert England, we he want you to. Like a good sport. We want you to. We want you to do the scene. We want you to do a make makeup from the scene from uh, Young Frankenstein. But you're gonna be Freddy Krueger. He's like, yeah, it makes sense. It's what I do now. Putting on the bitch. Listen, that's. Uh, oh my god! All right, so the so the new Freddy Krueger movie, right? The new Freddy Krueger movie. He's gonna infect. The dreams, okay, right, of a bunch of people who work in musicals, and every single one's gonna be a Freddie Nightmare on Broadway. Nightmare on Broadway. (laughs) Mike, you sound like you are one one like pile of cocaine away from being a producer. (laughs) I'm so close. (laughs) Okay, 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 guys, guys, guys. Here it is. I've got it. It's like a Nightmare on Elm Street. But it's a musical, and it's on Broadway. Okay, so it's nothing like the series A Nightmare on Elm Street then? No, 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 no. There's still Freddy Krueger in it, and he still kills people in dreams, but they're all musical numbers. Okay. Sure. Tell me that's not perfect. That's fucking gold, baby. Nightmare on Broadway? You, are- you release that beginning of October? Are you t- are you telling me you don't think people are going to come watch that? Uh, and- Your reaction right now is simply reinforcing my mountain of cocaine away from being a producer. <laughs> you tell Robert England he'll be on Broadway. You tell him you got like at least six solid numbers. I mean, get, get, the, get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's... That's a million dollar idea. You just did. Only one million dollar. Only one million dollar idea. That is the only. That is the amount I of money. I take it. Make. 
Okay, alright. Stop, stop, stop this. Why? Why like why are we why this this course is um nonsensical. We're just going Don't dream by- aren't dreams often nonsensical? Ooh. I don't have the same dream every fucking hour. Like, I don't, you've never woken up from a dream like got like like tried to shake it out and then fell back asleep and fell directly back into the dream he just and left. And furthermore, the whole point is for the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, Freddy can keep going back in their dreams. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. Like she's saying the same thing every hour. Like he was already here at one. Like it's four o'clock now. Like <laughs> I, I know. Sleep. <laughs> I'm just ima- you're, I'm just imagining a very off-put person like being threatened by Freddy Krueger just like come on this enough of this I've got to be at work in the morning just let me go God just can we do this tomorrow and work is here I'm imagining Alec he would get no pleasure from murdering you Mike because he'd just be like be like what do you want from me I've got a limited amount of imagination this is what I do what do you want from me I really was just hoping you'd do something a little more you know Impressive. Okay, you know what? Fuck you. Stabs you in the stomach with his knife blades. Ah, and I'm just like, I could survive a stab wound, Freddy. Come on. <laughs> I jumped out of the third story window. <laughs> All right, we're getting to the we're getting to the best part of the whole song, oh, yeah, guys. Yeah, Hold yeah, on. Yeah, okay. So my advice to you is to stay ready, cause you know who's back. Who? Freddy. There's no more I'm white. Sorry. I'm sorry, uh. but somebody in a rap song actually said, My name is blank, and I'm here to say there's, it actually happened. There is no more white guy rap move than to start with, My name is blank, and I'm here to say uh. I'm killing these bitches in a dreamlike way. <laughs> You know, Stevie wasn't even creative enough to say what you just said. <laughs> In Robert Englund's defense, I'm sure he didn't write his oh, own no. rap. This is this is true. My name is Freddy, and I'm here to say I'll wrap you up and take you away. Feel like you're tired and ready for bed. Don't fall asleep or you'll wake up dead. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's a uh, that's a uh, that's the advice the doctor gives you when you uh. When you have a head injury. <laughs> what, don't go to sleep? Yeah, when you when you knock your head. You ever knocked your head a little bit? It's called a it's called a concussion. Concussion, yeah. yes. Yeah, you ever get the, you've ever been concussed, Steve? No. They tell you don't go to sleep or you'll wake up dead. It's like <laughs> I'm your doctor and I'm here to say don't knock your head. <laughs> you've got a concussion, don't fall asleep, or your brain will swell. It's a hematoma. Was that supposed to rhyme? Sorry. Because you'll end up in a coma. You know, I I think the entire Nightmare on Elm Street series was a warning to concuss, concussion victims. Yes. CTE. And that's why every football player in America now has to watch this movie. If, you see this, boys? Wear your helmets. <laughs> to you. Wear your helmets, boys. This is what happens. <laughs> they pay Robert Englund to come out in a football jersey. <laughs> You know, I've done a lot of scary movies in my day, but the scariest thing of all is the dangers of concussions. Bitch. Um, but that's it for the Fat Boys, featuring Freddy Krueger. If this was if this was later, if this was later on, like like late two thousands, he would have gotten a feature. Would have said featuring Freddy Krueger. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're just, just, just the fat boys. So for now, I just wanted to say 
we're in between Freddy versus Jason, gentlemen. Who won this particular battle of music? Oh, I'm a Fat Boy fan. I'm a big. Uh, what song? What song was like better? Uh, they're both fucking terrible. But the Fat Boys, the Fat Boys, at least stayed on message. I like that. I like that about them. Uh, Alice Cooper, in my heart, had the home field advantage, but the the Fat Boys were a dark horse. I think that they pulled ahead on this one. Yep, I think we're all in agreement that Freddie won this round, as he always should, because he's better than Jason. He's got better superpowers, and he's more talkative. <laughs> he is. I'm sick of people getting killed by someone who's got nothing to say. It's like a bad date. <laughs> he speaks through. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, I don't know why that was funny, but it was. <laughs> well, what a journey this has been. Yeah. It's um, it's also, it was part of the reason why they sort of le- lead into it. They're like, well, Freddy's, Freddy's not scared anymore. Yeah, now he's the protagonist of these movies. Like, we gotta, like, the, there was a reason why. It's because the, he got to talk. And there's a reason why, like, Jason and Michael Myers, while they're the thing you're, go- you're going to go see, you're not, like, rooting for them because you've got nothing to hang your hat on. You, people just- find there's some rooting for Freddy to kill these teenagers because, like, at least he's entertaining. Yes, these teenagers, he gets all the best lines. Yeah, these teenagers are poorly written. Yeah, he's charming as fuck, man. Like, oh. <laughs> Except for, you know, all the misogyny and the child uh, murdering. Uh, yeah, like, all that stuff's not so charming. Yeah, that's why a whole town set him on fire. Let that be a lesson to all of you listeners. But be charming, or you will be burned alive. But thank you, gentlemen, for coming along with me on well, another night at the movies. Oh yes, uh, you were less handsy this Halloween time. I appreciated edition. it. Yeah, I felt I felt more comfortable. You know. Am I? Ah! <laughs> it's here. I'm Trollinger's here. And, and Nick, make sure to put in like claw sound effects there to <laughs> drive home my point. <laughs> uh, listeners, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and have a happy Halloween. It yes, only please a few do. days away, but Halloween falls at a weird time right in the middle of a week. So whether you're celebrating. Ah, it's a nice, thirsty Thursday, you know? <laughs> my exactly. best, my One of my best friends is getting married November 1st. His rehearsal dinner is Halloween. So. My uh, all my, the all the jokes about wedding jitters have written themselves. My <laughs> Halloween weekend will automatically involve alcohol because I'm going to a wedding. It's like I don't even have a choice. Go as, you should you should go to the rehearsal dinner as a corpse bride and be like, oh, who are you gonna pick? <laughs> Probably his living bride, his living soon to be wife. Officiate the wedding is Freddie, <laughs> Weddy Krueger. Weddy Krueger. <laughs> Do you agree to take this bitch? Oh my God! Hey, he's talking about the groom. Yeah, he's talking about the groom. <laughs> to have and to hold in sickness and in the nightmares I craft for the both of you in the deep dark recesses of your minds. I do. In sickness and in hell. Ha ha ha! Yes. Oh, it's awesome. But because the rehearsal dinner is on Halloween, everyone can come in costume. I'm a little worried about doing it though because I'm. I'm terrified I'm going to be the one who does while everyone else decided not to. Well, that's my weakness here every Halloween. Just go as the most disgusting, gruesome costume you can think of. Someone so Mike Russell? Oh, wait. Disgu- so oh. throw, on a, throw on a sweaty shirt, drink way too much? Yeah, like any, any wedding. What are you talking about? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mike's doing it right, Steve. Uh, guys... You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, check out Dapper Devil Productions. The Song Tops are reported on all social media pages. And check me out, yours truly, personally, on Twitter and Instagram at Nick Brigadier and Mr. Mike Russell. 
Uh, yeah, you can find me on the Instagrams at MrMikeRussell.com. That's MrMR.dot. And yeah, like you know, like Nick's always saying, you know, like ch- check out the check out the DeborahDeborahProductions.com website. Uh, you know, give us give us a good old fashioned review on the Apple iTunes podcast. What is it? Yeah, what? iTunes actually, as of <laughs> the most recent Mac update, doesn't exist anymore. It's Apple Podcasts only now. Just Apple Podcasts. Well, and Spotify and Stitcher and Google Play. Oh, yeah, yeah. check us yeah. out on those. I, yeah. I'm just but on saying, the Apple side. We like we like those nice five-star written reviews. You know, they really oh make us feel good. And um, why don't you email in, Jesus? Did I ask this last time? Why don't you email in Jesus? Uh, yeah. <laughs> email in Jesus and your favorite version of him. Was it zombie Jesus? Was it baby Jesus? Or was it... You know, Vampire right? fighting Jesus? No, that's a Christmas question. It's Halloween yes. right now, isn't it? Um, oh, man. Don't get me into a whole, like, is a nightmare on... Is it, or not Elm Street. Is a nightmare before Christmas? Is Christmas movie or Halloween movie? We won't. Oh, actually... Well, yes. Nick, since you brought it up. <laughs> send in, uh, Let us know your favorite... Freddy or Jason movie? That's a good question. And and like why? And if you love any, and if you love Michael Myers, but after Halloween two, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> There's only two Halloween movies. After that, again, you can go fuck yourself. You like the new one? I didn't see the new one. It was didn't very good actually. <clears throat> but Stephen, where may we find you? You may find me on Twitter and Instagram at Your Man Trollo on the Dapper Devil website. Maybe on uh, either MTV or uh, uh, Comedy Central. I in think, a, I'm beginning to think you just made this whole thing up. It wouldn't be the first time, <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you what I made up. Um, and uh, you can find uh, me on the web series On the Line. You can find me. Yes! Oh, uh, please watch that. I'm sure at some point. Award after, winning. Award winning web series. Uh, after I'm sure after uh, our. Um, uh, uh, screening on Monday will release to the general public at some point. You can check us out in the movie Chad is Not the Killer. Yeah. Uh, and in uh, another upcoming web series that it's, we will be releasing at some point. Yes. Yes. Very soon. Very soon. Uh, yeah, you can find me on all that Dapper Devil goodness and on my other projects that may or may not exist. <laughs> Listeners, happy Halloween, happy Samhain, oh, happy, happy, happy autumnal festival of whatever you decide happy happy, happy vernal is it vernal equinox oh happy autumnal equinox yes happy upcoming Oktoberfest. do they do that in november even though it's supposed to be in october no they do it in october okay happy Oktoberfest, german <laughs> listeners <laughs> Yavol. uh and with that i am nick bradier i'm mike russell and i'm getting vested online right now <laughs> thank you weddy krueger and we will see you all next week take care